discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. take your seats in the heavenly place where you belong. Hallelujah. Are you glad to be in the house of the Lord? Are you sure? Ask your neighbor, are you glad to be in church? Ask the other neighbor, are you glad to be in church? Hallelujah. Amazing. It's good to see you. I started sharing something on Tuesday. How many of you are here on Tuesday? I started sharing along a certain line on Tuesday. I want to go along that same line, okay? Hallelujah. I give it a certain title, The Gates of Zion, isn't it? But what I'm sharing now is not along the lines of the Gates of Zion, but it's going to lead us into the Gates of Zion. Hallelujah. But I want us to take our, our verse today from Hebrews chapter 13. And I want us to read from verse 7. Oh, hallelujah. Let's read from verse 5. It is very nice from verse 5. Let your conversation be without covetousness. Let your lifestyle, he says, let your life be without covetousness. How many of you know what covetousness means? Covetousness means what? What does it mean? Okay, maybe you don't understand what covetousness is. Let's, let's read the um, Amplified and see what the Amplified will say. Let your character or moral disposition be free from love of money. Have you seen it? So you understand what covetousness is. Love of money. Money is good. But when you move, every single move of yours is because of money, you would have a problem. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Just let your character or moral disposition be free from love of money, including greed, avarice, lust, and craving for earthly possessions. Are you seeing it? Then it says, and be satisfied with your present circumstances and with what you have. Go back to the King James so that we can read from there. Is and be content with such things as ye have. For he has said, for God has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee, so that we may boldly say, Hallelujah. That is why it's very important you, you, you speak the word of God. You, you, you pronounce the word of God. He shows you these particular scriptures. You can put the two of them together. He says, let your conversation or your life be without covetousness, love of money or any of those things, and be content with such things as ye have. Then he says, for God has said. He shows you why the word of God is there. He shows you why you have the Bible in your hand. Says, for God has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He said it so that you may boldly see. Hallelujah. He shows you the reason why the word of God is there. He has said so that you may boldly see. The Lord is my helper and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Hallelujah. So we must, you have to learn, to, you have to learn how to use the word of God for yourself. The word of God is not there for you to just look at or read. It's there for you to use. It's there for you to speak into your world. You see, the more you confess the word of God, the more you have what God wants for you happening in your life. If you keep quiet, it won't happen. 
He has said he has made us prosperous so that we may boldly say, the Lord has made me prosperous. I am prosperous in the name of the Lord Jesus. He has made us successful so that we may boldly say that I'm a success on every side in the name of the Lord Jesus. He has said that he is in me. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. So that I may boldly say, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Greater is health in me than, than sickness in the world. Greater is prosperity in me than failure and distraction in the world. Hallelujah. So he shows you why, how to use the word of God. He has said so that you may what? You may boldly say, hallelujah. Then he says, remember those who have, have the rule over you. Those who have the rule over you. Those who are pastoring you, your spiritual leaders, your, your leaders. Those who, are, those who have gone ahead of you. He says, remember them. He's talking along the same line. He says, remember them which have the rule over you. Who have spoken unto you the word of God. Then he says, whose faith follow? He's talking about faith now. So he says, follow those who have gone ahead of you's faith. Learn from them. Learn how they talk the word and became prosperous. Hallelujah. Yeah, can Reverend Ken Hagen of blessed memory did not have a, 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 even a cent in his pocket when he saw some of these truths, but he started using them. He would say he's prosperous even though he didn't have any money. He would say I'm rich even though he didn't have anything anything in his pocket. When he was dying, he le he left so much property you have no idea. He was worth more than sixty million dollars every year. He had sixty million dollars every year. At least 60, do you know 60 million dollars? He died in 2003. At least 60 million dollars. At least, I'm not saying at most, at least. Do you understand? At least. That's the minimum. 60 million dollars a year. Hallelujah. That is personal cash, not church cash. Personal cash. Church cash is there. But he began not having anything. Like most of us don't have anything. It means that there's hope for you, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So he's telling, he says, remember them which have the rule over, those who have gone ahead of you. Whose faith follow? Looking at the end, eh? he says, considering the end of their conversation, considering the end of their lifestyle, their, the end of their life, how they ended up. Hallelujah. Yeah, they ruled over the world. They ruled. They, they had dominion. They were not ruled by the world. The economy of the world was not, you know, ruling over them. Hallelujah. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. So we have a certain heritage. There's a certain heritage that we have. Faith works. The word works. It's not a joke. That is why when you come and we are confessing the word of God, we say, let's confess the word of God into our lives. Don't sit down and look at everybody. You are being a very stupid person if you don't know, I'm telling you. It's time to tune into the spirit and confess some things for yourself. Probably you've not been doing the whole week. That is why God has created that particular opportunity during the service for you to be able to speak some things into your life. You have to take it seriously. Tell him, neighbor, you have to take it seriously. Tell him, don't be looking around when they are confessing. It is your route to success. Don't, don't joke with it. What do you think? Yeah. The earlier you start confessing concerning what the Lord has done in your life, the better it will be for you. It's actually the way to activate all those things that are inside you. It is the way. If you keep quiet, nothing is going to happen. There are so many Christians, wonderful Christians who are very quiet. They are very quiet. They don't talk much. They don't speak the word of God for themselves. Hallelujah. Yeah. And they are not seeing much. I want to see a lot. I want to expand, become bigger and greater by the day. Yeah. I want to influence the world before I leave. I want to do big things for God. 
It is for God, not for myself. Big things for God. Hallelujah. Yeah. I want to win souls for God. Hundreds of thousands of souls for God. Yes, they were watching a program. And one person had won 110 souls in a year. 110, no, 110,000 souls. He's a pastor of a, of a church, a small church, a group. And they had won 110,000 souls. The previous year, they had won 90,000 souls. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. That is someone who is conscious of making, doing big things for God. And the previous year, when he, he was, he was uh, being spoken to by his pastor, he said to his pastor, next year by this time, we would have won 110,000, more than 100,000 souls. He had won 90,000, so congratulating him. He said, next year by this time, I would have won 100 and, more than 100,000. And when they were congratulating him the following year, he had won 110,000 souls. Can you imagine? He started talking about it the previous year, and it happened during the next year. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So if you don't talk and you're quiet, you're so nice, you're so cool, calm, collected. It's like pretty woman, beautiful boy, something. And you are just there quiet every time. I'm telling you, nothing's going to happen in your life. Do you understand? Are you sure you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. It is a secret. It is a way. How did you become born again? You became born again by believing and speaking, isn't it? But Bible says that with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So if you, don't, if you don't speak the word of God for yourself, nothing is going to happen. You don't have money in the house, and you are quiet. Nobody's going to give you any money. Church is not designed to give you money. Not at all. Do you understand? There are some people who climb up here thinking that there are nice people here. There are rich people here. There are some cars parked downstairs. Hallelujah. So they can come and ask for money. You are, we are not asking for money. We actually come to take your money. If you didn't bring any, I'll remove your shirts. Hallelujah. <laughs> you must give an offering to the Lord. Yeah. You are here to, to learn how to prosper in life. To learn how, as a training ground. To learn how to, how to live. And how to do well. How not to be, to be stupid in life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That is why we are here. Okay? Yes. And I'm showing you. That I'm just telling you. This, what I'm telling you now is, is the basis for every single thing that we do here. Believing and speaking. Believing the word of God and speaking the word of God for yourself. Hallelujah. Yeah. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. How do I receive strength for life? By saying that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I'm strengthened with mind by his spirit in my inner mind in the name of the Lord Jesus. And then I go ahead and do what God, has, God says I should do. Are you seeing what I'm talking about? Yeah. That's what it means to do the word of God. To do the word of God means to speak it and to act it out. The beginning of acting the word of God is speaking the word of God. The Bible says that be not hearers only, but be doers of the word. How are you going to be a doer of the word? By speaking the word of God. You do the word by primarily speaking the word of God. You speak the word of God, then you receive energy to be able to do it. But if you sit down quiet, it's so, it's, it's so worrying as a pastor to see people quiet when it's time to confess. What? Like seriously? Like duh? That's a time to be, to be very, very active. Yeah. Be wild. Yeah. I don't know what you want to see in the future. I don't know how you want the future to go. But if you don't talk, nothing is going to happen. If you keep quiet and say that we've spoken, we've talked, 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 and nothing, and those who have also been around for some time, they are saying that we've talked, 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 and nothing is happening. Be there. That is the way we are going forward. Yes. That is the way we are going forward. So if you don't talk, 
Nothing is going to happen. Probably you didn't believe when you were talking. You were just talking because others were talking. Believe in what you're saying. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you will see great results in your life. Faith always works. The Bible says that the just, the righteous ones shall live by faith. We live by faith. What is faith? Faith is I have not seen it with my eyes. I have not seen the money with my eyes. I have not seen the school opening for me in my, with, my, with my physical eyes. It's not seen physically. But I believe it with my heart and therefore I will act as though it were true because it is true. Why is it true? Because what God is truth. God's word is truth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. God's word is the evidence of the fact that I have what he says I have. His word is that evidence. If someone asks you, what's the evidence that you are prosperous? Show him. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9. Hallelujah. For you know the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. You can look, let's look at it. It says, for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, when someone asks me, what, what shows that you are prosperous? Where is your money? I open the scripture for him. What's the sign of your prosperity? I, this is more true than what you can see. Because everything that you can see came out of this. How was the world? The Bible says the world was framed by the word of God. And this is the word of God. I have the word of God in my hand. Don't you understand? What more evidence do you need? This is my evidence. Nothing else. I don't need to, I don't need to, I don't need it to show up before I can have evidence. No, this is my, it's hard evidence. It's just like someone, uh, someone buying a land for you at, in Sawum. And it brings the papers to you here in Kumasi. And you have the papers, your name is on it. Whatever, allocation, everything signed, everything is done. You have lease, papers, everything is done. And he's brought all the papers to you. You've not seen the land with your physical eye. But because you have the papers, you know that you have a land. And you will start talking about it, I have land. When someone asks you, where is your land? You will show him the papers. Isn't it? That is your evidence that you have the land. So where, where, where is the land? Oh, it's here. Look at it. I've got the allocation papers. I've got the lease. I've got everything. They have signed, we've signed indenture, we've signed this, we've done that. You show the papers to him. If someone asks me, what's my, what's, 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 where, you say, Apostle, where's your money? This is my cash, man. This is my cash. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor. It has happened. He became poor. So that you through his poverty might be rich. So I'm rich. rich. I don't need to have 10,000 Ghana cities in my pocket or in my bank account before you, I can say I'm rich. I'm rich. rich. He has said so that I may boldly say don't you understand? This is what he has said. So I take it and I say it. That is faith. Faith is very simple. It's not to me a subject and a, and a discussion in the Bible. Faith is not really, for instance, in 2 second, in second Corinthians, okay? In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. Actually, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, Paul was discussing the heavenly body that we are going to receive. He was talking about the resurrected body that we are going to have. And then he, he just chipped it in as though he was, not, he was not even talking about faith. He just chipped it in. For we walk by faith and not by sight. He just chipped it in. That's all. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. King James. Look, look at the King James. It says, for we walk by faith. He was, he was discussing the heavenly body. It says, we've grown to put on another body. That we might put off this body. Then he says, for we walk by faith and not by sight. We walk by faith and not by sensory perceptions. Not by sensory perceptions. Do you know sensory perceptions? Sensory perceptions is what, what you are seeing with your physical eyes. What you are seeing with your physical eyes, what you can feel, what you can hear, what you can taste, what you can smell. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That is sensory perceptions. Are you listening to me? Yes. So physically speaking, you don't have the money. Physically speaking, you are not feeling well. You are truly not feeling well. 
Faith does not mean ignoring the, the fact. It's the ignoring. It's, I won't even call it fact. It's, it's, it's what appears to be true. Hallelujah. Because the fact is the word of God. The truth is the word of God. How you see what I'm talking about? Are you understanding what faith really means? So I can see with my eye. I can feel it in my body. I'm not feeling well. I know I'm not feeling well. You don't, I don't need a third party to come and tell me that you're not feeling well. I know. I know. And I'm not ignoring the fact that I'm not feeling well. It's there. But I refuse to accept it as my reality. Because my reality is God's word. It's a decision you need to make in life. Do you understand? You have to make a decision in life. Faith looks foolish most of the time. It's as though you are being a fool. <laughs> you want to go to school. You want a job. We get things by faith. We don't get things by asking people. We get things by faith. Are you listening to me? Put that at the back of your mind. We get things by faith, not by asking people. Because human beings are not your source. The Bible says, cursed be the man who maketh flesh his arm. The one who makes flesh his arm is cursed. The one who thinks about men when he's looking for something. You want, you want, you want to go to school. You are looking for someone to sponsor you. You, are, you want to get a job. You are looking for someone to give you an application letter to. What are you talking about? What, what is God doing in you? Hello? Hi. See, I walk by faith. I walk by faith. I walk by faith. And not by sight. Not by the things I can see. Because physically speaking, it is not there. There is no cash for the thing. There is no body to help. There is no whatever to help. Physically speaking, there is nothing. But I believe that God is my helper. And I believe that God is on my case. He's helping me. Therefore, I decide to speak and talk with a mindset that he's helping me. That is faith. Hallelujah. The Bible says that by faith, the elders obtained a good report. All those who have gone ahead of us obtained a good report by faith. They obtained a good report. They were commended here on earth and commended there in heaven. What caused them to be accepted in heaven and to be promoted in heaven? There are people who are just, there are people who just appear in heaven. You just appear and you say, oh, you are welcome. Hey, you have, you have come, eh? And they welcome you and you go and sit down. But there are those who appear there with excitement because they conquered, they overcame this world. Hallelujah. They ruled over this world. Paul said that I've, I've, I've finished my course. I've finished my race. It is time for me to be taken away. He was not afraid to die. He knew that he had done all that God had sent him to do. How did he do it? He did it by faith. By faith, Abraham left his, his mother and father's house. Going to a place that he didn't know. He didn't know the place. He didn't know. He had not seen the land with his eyes. But God told him that leave and I'll prosper you. I'm going to show you a place where you, you, your, your children will inherit. And he just moved, even though he had not seen the land. He heard God talking. How do you hear God talking now? You hear God talking through his word. His word is too important. The Bible you are holding in your hand is too important. That's why you can't afford not to read it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yeah, you have to find out concerning what God has done. What has God done for me? What can I, what, what, how should I live my life? How should I exist? I see a lot of young people here. Your future is bright. Never have anything in your mind that is not, is not, my future is not in, in view. No, with the word of God, you know that your future is bright. And you start saying it to yourself, even though your father doesn't have anything, and your mother doesn't have anything. I'm rich. rich. You can be a 14-year-old boy and be saying, I'm rich. I'm rich. That's not, that is the attitude of the word. You, 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 I'm, rich. I'm rich. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. My, I'm bright. My mind is open. I have understanding concerning all things in the name of the Lord Jesus. 
the wisdom of God is resident in my spirit. Hallelujah. Doors will open for me. Listen, there are doors that will... Look. <laughs> Hallelujah. See, I'm going somewhere. Yeah, don't stop talking like this. It's follow those who have gone ahead. Follow their faith. Follow their faith. Don't follow their whatever, their foolishness. Follow their faith. Okay? Follow their faith. Put your faith to work. Don't sit down as though nothing is happening, as though you are helpless. Always announcing your problems to men. No, don't announce your problems to men every time. Announce it to God. Open the word of God. Stand on it. There are people who have stood on the who, they stood on the word physically. They opened their because the thing was not happening. What they wanted to happen was not happening. And they knew that God has spoken about it. This thing, God has spoken about it. God has spoken about it. Why should I be in so much need that I, I don't even know what to eat tomorrow? Why? Why should it be like that? I'm a child of God. Prosperity is mine. So how come it is not working? So this guy opened the word of God. You know, God, they have said that faith means standing on the word. So he opened the Bible, put it on the floor, and stood on it. And said, God, I'm standing on your word. Hey, I'm standing on your word. This thing has to work. When he went, when he went away, everything started working. Yeah. Which human being can help you? No, consider, me, consider where I'm, what I want to go to. No human being can help me. No human being can help me. It's humanly impossible to do what I know God has called me to do. Hallelujah. Yeah. So I, I don't rely on human beings. Rely on God. Say, I can do all things. Did he, say through, did he say through a man who strengthens you? Through your uncle who strengthens you? Through your brother who strengthens you? Through that uh, uh, architect who strengthens you? Through your, the engineer who strengthens you? If God had put that, they would have been in trouble. Do you know spirit of disappointment? Yeah, these people can disappoint you. They'll, just, they'll promise you, I'll give you money. Oh, they will not give anything to you. I don't know if you've seen some before. Yeah, there are people praying about spirit of disappointment in prayer camps all over the place. Binding people. God, I bind him. I bind him. Let his hand come to me. You are looking for favor before men. What can a man do for you? <laughs> Hallelujah. See, I'm rich. So don't joke with those things. Do you understand? Don't joke with them and start announcing your problems to everybody. Yeah, don't joke with them. We are teaching you the word. That's why we are here. Use the word. Make it work. Decide that this thing is going to work for me. The power of young people is the power of choice to decide that this is the way I'm going to go. Because it's not too late for you. This is the way I'm going to go. For some people, it's late. They are 75. They can't do, they can't do much. But even they can do something because 75 is still young. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I refuse to let... My, my senses dictate the pace of my life. Yeah. I refuse to let my senses dictate the pace of my life. I don't have this. Every, every time you're complaining, I don't have this. I don't have phone. I don't have tablets. I don't have tablets. I don't have this. <laughs> I don't have this. I don't have that. Announcing things to people every time. Yeah, you are a sympathy seeker. Always looking for sympathy. So prefer to sympathize with you. Oh, I'm coming to announce to you that it's not going to be fine. If you don't do something about it, by faith, it won't work. Do you understand? 
Yeah. Put your faith to work. Decide for yourself. Decide for yourself. Make a decision. Decide. This is the way I'm going to go. I'm going to go by the word. I'm going to go by the word. And you, you have, that is your power. That is your ability. You can decide. You can decide. You can choose. You can choose. Do you understand? Choosing is a sign of maturity. The Bible says that when Moses came to years, when he came to maturity, he chose to suffer. Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. He chose to suffer with the people of God. Yeah. Rather than to enjoy the pleasure of sin for a woman, for a time being. Do you see? So you can choose. You can decide which way to go. You can decide to go by the, by the senses every time of your life. It's a choice. It's a choice. And also go by that, that particular choice. Suffer a lot. They suffer a lot. Those are the people who start businesses with people in mind. They start businesses with people in mind. If I start and I get money from this person, it will work. Be there. Look at this. Hebrews 11.24. He says, by faith, Moses, when he was come to years. What does it mean when, when he says when he was come to years? When he, when he was matured. When he, when he came to maturity, he chose. Refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasure of sin for a season. He chose. He chose. By faith, he chose. He didn't know what was going to happen to him by leaving Pharaoh's house. But he decided that I'm going to suffer with God's people. I'm going to go with them. He chose. Abraham chose to leave his father, the place of his comfort, to leave. That's what Abraham, Abraham chose to leave. Noah did not, there was no evidence of rain. There was no evidence, it had never rained before. Rain was a miracle during those times. Had, because it had never rained. Since God created the heavens and the earth, it had never rained. During Noah's time, it had never rained. They didn't think it was ever going to rain. Now, right, it rained last night or so, or this morning. Isn't it? Yeah. So we don't have faith for rain. We know that when the skies are dark, it's going to rain. It's a sign that it's going to rain. They didn't have that. They didn't know. It had never happened. So when Noah was told by God that it's going to rain, I'm going to destroy the whole world with rain, with water. They started laughing at him. What are you talking about? The Bible says that Noah moved with fear. The God kind of fear. And did the, the, the ark. He constructed the ark that God said he should, he should contract, construct. And as he was constructing it, they were laughing at him every single day. And he constructed it for 120 years. He used 120 years to construct. Can you imagine? 120 years of preaching and being mocked at. And believing that God was going to destroy the world. God has said he's going to destroy the world. And he says, this is what I should do for salvation, for safety. Come inside, though. For 120 years. He was saying it for 120 Nobody minded him. But he believed. He knew that it was going to come one day. And he came one day. When he went inside, when he went inside and shut the door, the rains came. That was faith. Faith is, I've not seen it. I've not, there's no evidence. We've not seen rain before. So they couldn't believe. What are you talking about? Maybe in your family, nobody has ever prospered before. Nobody has had $1 million in your family before. And for most of our families sitting here, most of our families have never had $1 million. If we should shake everybody in the house, lift them, shake everybody, for everything that is on everybody to come out, it's not even up to 10,000 Ghana cities. So you can't believe God for a $1 million. When, when we say, you've not seen some before. Million what? You didn't say million Ghana cities. Million dollars? Even 100 Ghana will be a problem, isn't it? 
That is why you can believe God for something bigger. Don't you understand? Yeah, he says he has made me rich. He has brought health into my life. I'm strong. I refuse to be put to put to be put to bed. And small boy, like you're on, you're on the bed, you can't move. For three months, you are on the bed. No, 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 no. By his stripes, I was healed. I refuse to be walking in and out of hospital like that, going and coming, going and coming. I refuse, what is the meaning of this? Is this what God created me to be or created me for? To just lie down, lie down every day, not able to use my limbs, not able to use my hands? Is this what God created me for? No, exactly not. Emphatically not. So I decide for myself, I'm not going to allow sickness to rule my life. It's a decision you make. I'm not going to allow sickness to rule my life. I'm going to go by the word. Hallelujah. Maybe you've never traveled before, but you will travel. Yeah, you maybe you've never sat in a plane. A friend of mine had never sat in a plane before. The first day he sat in a plane, he sat in a plane, four different planes. His first journey was four different planes. From Ghana to Dubai. He stayed in Dubai for two weeks. Then from Dubai to another place, another three days or four days. Then like, he sat in four planes at once with one trip like this. He had never sat in a plane before. And how he sat in a plane and how he moved, only God knows. Because nothing from his house shows that he can travel, but he traveled. Yeah. If you believe God and you trust in him and speak his word for yourself. No, 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 no. This, this not, I was not born for this. I was not born for this. I was not born to be poor. I was not born to be, to be sick. I was not born to fail. Fail. I'm, 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 when I'm a child of God, me fail. Fail. Touch every, when I touch things, it doesn't work. Everything I touch, it just gets... No, it, not me. Then you start attributing things to the devil. They are those who attribute, they, they attribute everything to the devil. The devil is wicked, though. Yeah, we know. We don't need to announce it. We know. He's very wicked. The Nigerians will say he's wicked. He's very wicked. He is. He is. We know. But we know where he, we know our relationship between ourselves and him. It, unless you don't know. Maybe you don't know that the devil is under, under your feet. Maybe you don't know. If you don't know, I'm telling you today. He's under your feet. He can't, he can't do anything to you. You keep him there. Your job is to keep the devil under your feet. Tell him, he, you are lying. You are under my feet. He'll bring touch into your mind. Tell him, you are under my feet. Go back under in Jesus' name. And he will go. He has no option than to respond to you. Then we say that, oh, the demons in my house, they are too much, oh. Strong. They are strong. This one is strong. Very strong. No, 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 no. Whether they are strong or not makes no difference. Jesus overcame them. Hallelujah. Say, I'm full of faith. I'm full of faith. Yeah. I'm full of faith. I'm full of faith. I'm going to live that glorious life that God has called me to live. That life full of joy. I refuse to be sad. Sad every day. Sad in my sleep. There are people who have dreams crying. And they wake up, they wake up crying. What? Sleep and laugh in the dream. And come out laughing. Don't live your life as though everything is, is like we, we are not in control of some things. We are in control of some things. We are in control of our lives. God has given our lives to us. And we are in control of it. Stop, stop. Do you understand? 
Yeah, you choose how it should go. You choose how it should go. All those of you are looking for a job. You can find one. You can. Better as you can even start your own business. You can. Say, I can do all things. I can do all things. Through Christ who strengthens me. Christ who strengthens me. Yeah, I can do something for myself. Yeah. Hallelujah. Oh, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a shout. Can I go a step further? This is actually not what I was, I'm supposed to share with you. I just, it just came, came by. Hallelujah. But go back to Hebrews chapter 13, what we were reading before. Remember them which have the rule over you, who have spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith follow, considering the end of their, their life, their conversation. He says, consider the end of their life. Oh, hallelujah. I like it. Yeah, I like it. I just like it. Ken Hagen was, Ken, Ken Copeland was in debt, debt, deep debt. Hallelujah. Deep debt. Today he has dashed more than 70 airplanes. Dashed more than 70 airplanes. And he doesn't owe anybody. How did that happen? We tell you faith. I did, I did it by faith. I did it by faith. I put the word of God to work. See how I put the word of God to work. It's the only way. Unless you have a, a, some other way. It is the only way. Okay? It is the only way. It is the only way. I want to move away from it, but God is telling me to come back to it. This is the only way. There's no other way. There's no other way. You see, let me, let me, let me tell you something. God is full of power. Okay? The God that you're believing is full of power. He's full of power. His power, he's the very definition of power. Do you know power? When we, say, when we say power, we are talking about real ability. Ability that works. Okay? There are two words for power. There's dynamis. That is the dynamic ability to cause changes. To, to, an ability to cause changes. And that's what I'm talking about. The ability to cause changes. He can cause changes in every single aspect of your life. He's full of power. And he is sitting inside you with all of that power. Are you born again? The born again experience is what causes God to come into your life. Haven't you read the place where he says that I, I, have, I, I, for I have said that I will dwell in them. And I will walk in them. This for you are the temple of the living God. He's not a dead God in you. He's a living God inside you. Okay? That is written in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14. He says that he has, he, for ye are the temple of the living God. Let's read it. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14. King James, please. Since be not unequally yoked, let's go to, go to verse 16. Verse 16. All this is powerful. But that's what I really want you to see. It says, and what agreement has the temple of God with idols? Okay? Then it says, for ye are the temple of the living God. You have to believe this. You have to believe what is, what about, you, you are the temple of the living God. Are you born again? Yes. Ask your neighbor, are you born again? If you are not born again, we will lead you to Christ today. But if you are born again, then you have become the habitation of God. 
You have become the temple of the living God. That is what it means to be born again. To be a child of God means that God is inside you with all of his power, not some of his power, all of his power. For you are the temple of the living God, not a dead God. A living God, the living God. As God has said, God himself said, I will what? Dwell in them and walk in them. I will be their God and they shall be my people. And this has happened. It happens when you become born again. When you get born again, it happens to you. So you are the temple of the living God. That is why in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, it says, What? Don't you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? Who is in you? Whom you have received from God? He says, You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your body and with your spirit, which are God's. You are God's property. You are God's temple. God lives in, in you with all of his angels. Heaven is inside. Stop praying, looking up. God help me. He's inside. God, do this. God help me. He's inside you. Are you listening to me at all? God is inside. God is inside. And he's inside with all of his power. He's inside with all of his power. All of his power. But just like that woman who had the issue of blood. There was this woman who had an issue of blood. Let's, let's read it. Okay? It's in the book of Luke. Hallelujah. Let me show you how faith works. Okay? So that you don't, you, you don't have doubts in your mind. Are you ready? Are you ready to learn? Are you sure you want to learn? How to make things work? How to, how to be in charge? How to be in control of things? You see, if, if you have the idea that everything is inside is in God's hand, then you can accuse God and say that God is not doing it. In the Bible, he lets us know that it's not everything that is... For instance, God is not in charge of the world. Okay? Two days ago, in a place in France called Nice, there was this celebration, there was this festival going on. And someone got into a car. I, I hear he's, from, he's one of the ISIS people, whatever. He's a faithful of ISIS. Got into a car, a bus, and drove through the people and ended up killing more than 68 people. Children. He killed children. Plenty of children. With adults. Just went through them. Just two days ago. Drove through them and killed so many of them. Okay? Before then, just that same morning, there was a, an attempted coup in Turkey. Okay? And more than 168 people died that same morning. Hallelujah. It's God in charge of things. If God is in charge of things, then he sure has all everything in the mess. He has everything in a mess. If God were in charge of the world, then everything is in a mess. A craft flooding shouldn't have happened. You see? None of those things should have happened. God does not have everything in... He's not in charge of everything. <laughs> Let me show you a scripture. Go to Luke chapter 13 verse 1. Let me show it to you. Just Luke chapter 13 verse 1. Then we'll come back to this. Luke chapter 8 verse 40. Okay? They were present at that season. Let's, let's read a lighter version so that we understand it very well. This is Jesus talking. Jesus is going to talk here now. Okay? Are you here? Yes, let's, no, not BB, Bible in Basic English or NKJV, something like that. Do you have, if you have NKJV, it's okay. Okay. Now, there were some, some present at that time who told Jesus about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mixed with their sacrifices. Listen to this. Jesus is talking. Some people came and then said that. Do you know about the people who Pilate killed while they were sacri making sacrifices? The people who were making sacrifices were sacrificing. I don't know who they were sacrificing to, whether to God or to whoever. They were Galileans from where Jesus was coming from. Okay? And as we're doing their sacrifices, Pilate sent some soldiers to go and kill all of them 
and he killed all of them and mixed their blood with the sacrifice. Go on, go to verse 2. Jesus answered, do you think that these Galileans were worse sinners than all the other Galileans because they suffered this way? Look at Jesus' words. Jesus is God, right? Is Jesus not God? Jesus is God. He's God at once. <laughs> I tell you, he's answering this question. A, a, a problem, something has happened. An unfortunate incident had happened. Okay? Unfortunately, they were, they, were, they were not doing anything bad. They were making sacrifices. As to who they were sacrificing to, we, don't, we are not told. But they were making sacrifices. The, the, the fact that they are Galileans means that probably they were sacrificing to God. Hallelujah. Then he answers and says that, do you think that any of these, all of these guys who suffered like this were more sinners than any of the other Galileans in the world? <laughs> I tell you no, but unless you repent, you too will perish. You will all perish. What a shock. Unless you, you, you repent, all of you will perish. Look at the next thing. Or those 18 who died when the tower in Siloam fell on them. There were some guys who were in a certain tower, in a certain building, working, and the building collapsed, and they all, they all died, 18 of them. So Jesus brings that one to him. Do you think that that, says, or, or those 18 who died when the tower in Siloam fell on them, do you think they were more guilty than all the others living in Jerusalem? Unless you repent. I tell you, no, but unless you repent, you too will all perish. What a shock. Look at Jesus' answer to all of the unfortunate things that happens in the world. <laughs> what is he saying? If you don't repent, you also perish. Listen, when these things happen, when there's war in a country, it is the fastest way to carry everybody in the country to hell. Do you get it? The devil knows it. If there's war in this country, do you know people will die? In Rwanda, there was a war for three months, April, between April and July. By the end of July, more than 800,000 people had died. More than eight, do you know 800,000 people? That's a lot of human beings. Eight, more than 800,000 people had died. Hallelujah. There was a certain, a certain battle during the Second World War called the Battle of Stalingrad. In Russia, Hitler was trying to enter Russia. He was trying to come into Moscow. He couldn't. So he went to, was trying to take a certain city called Stalingrad. And Stalin, who was the president of Russia then, said that he's not going to allow him to take Russia. By the end of the, that particular war, two million people had died in one small place. Two million people had died in six months. Two million people. Do you know two million people? 1.2 million Russians and 800,000 Germans, Germans had died. Young men. If none of them were born again, you know where they are going to go to? Straight to hell. But Jesus is saying that if you don't repent and something like that happens, you are all going to go to hell. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And he's, he, shows, he, he shows you that he's not responsible for it. He's not responsible. They are not responsible. God is not responsible for the world. He's not. Some few days ago, I saw some, you know, I saw some pictures on one of these social whatever, media whatever. It's good you read news. Don't be someone who just exists. Read news. You don't know what's happening in the world. I spoke about Turkey. You don't even know what has happened. You may, someone may give you a ticket to go to Turkey and you go and they will bomb you in the, on the way. And you don't, you don't know what's happening there. You're just going. Because you are going to America. You are going abroad. Turkey is a very nice place. You are going to, I'm going to Turkey. Hallelujah. That means the way God saved someone I know very well. 
He was supposed to go there last two weeks Monday. He didn't go. When he didn't go, they bombed the airport. The day he was supposed to go, they bombed the airport. He decided to go last Thursday. Just when he was about to go, the, the thing happened again. So he decided not to go. <laughs> he was going there, right there. <laughs> God is not in charge. The devil is called the God of this world. If you've not read your Bible, it's there. He's called the God of this world. Okay? Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4. You see it there. Let's read from verse 3 so that it makes more sense. King James. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Are you here? So stop living as though nothing is happening. Stop, stop living as though everything is in God's hand. <laughs> it's, not a, it's not true. It's not true. Jesus came to die, resurrected, and gave authority to us. He says, all authority is given unto me. Go ye therefore. I'm giving everything to you. You are in charge now. You are in charge of your life. You determine how it should go. Not even your father or your mother determines how you should go. You determine how you should go. No matter how young or small you are. <laughs> Do you understand? Yeah. Says, but if our gospel be hid, if our gospel is hidden, if the gospel is hidden, it is hidden to them that are lost. There are some people when you preach, they don't even mind you. It, it, the gospel is hidden to them. They are hearing it, but they don't think it is serious until they face the problem. There's a day coming when the problem will come. Even when they are facing the problem, they will not even think about God. They will know that. <laughs> Hallelujah. It says, in whom the God, those guys are lost. Because the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not. Lest the, the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. He's blinded their eyes. He's blinded the mind of their eyes. Do you understand? He's blinded the minds of them which believe not. He's called the God of this world. The God of this world. Let's read Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1. You see another thing there. The devil is in charge. Even after the death and burial of Jesus Christ. Adam gave the earth as a gift. <laughs> he gave it as a gift to, to the devil. He rented out the building to the devil. And the rent had a certain number of years attached to it. You know every rent, if you go to rent a, a building, you have a number of years, right? Yeah. And during that period, the landlord cannot come in and come and take you out just like that. The landlord wants to take you out, he has to give you, for instance, if your landlord wants to take you out, he has to come in and tell you that I'm taking you out. But he has to give you three months to prepare yourself to get out. Are you saying it? Okay, so God gave Adam a house. This is your house. You are my son. This is your house. The world is was his house. This is your house. Take it. And Adam gave the house keys to the devil. I'm renting it out to you. Then God came in the form of a man called Jesus. He came as Jesus. When he came, he came to beat the devil. The tenant, the new tenant, beat him. Take the keys from him and told him that you have three months more to leave. Because he can't take him out there and then. Even though he has beaten and taken the keys, he says, you have to be there. He has to give him, if he takes the law of the world, the universe will not allow him to do that. There are laws in the, in the universe. Oh, you don't understand. Why is the earth not, why is the, 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 the sun not dropping down? There's a day the sun will drop down. Its time has not come. When this time comes, it will drop down. Sometimes when we talk about this, it's like a, a movie. Hey, like Spider-Man and Super Superman. Wow, Avengers. Age of Ultron. 
<laughs> you are joking. And one day it will come. The Bible says the heavens that you are seeing in the earth that you are seeing will be rolled like a like mat. It will be rolled. It will melt with fire. It will happen one day. This earth that you know it will melt away. It will go. When we tell people they think it is, it is a joke. And everybody always talking. We are, that we've been here since the world began. We are still here. It's, in the, it's all in the Bible. The Bible says that they will say that we've been here since the world. Nothing has happened every time Jesus is coming soon. He's coming soon. Which soon is that? If we were coming on a pusher, pusher track, he should have been here by now. If we were coming in a wheelbarrow or coming as a tortoise, he should have been here by now. Yeah, people say all kinds of things. Hallelujah. So he's taking, even though he's taking the building back, he has to give the guy three months to get out. And the devil knows that he has three, three months to be in the house. The devil says that he knows that his time is, very, is, is coming, it's getting closer. That's why he's working hard. He's working very, very hard. The ungodliness is rising. It's just increasing like that. It's just increasing like that. These young girls that I was talking about, young girls, about eight of them, I don't know if you've seen it. They were in white, white, white. I think we're going to party somewhere. I don't believe me during the, whether it was a certain holiday, the Eid or whatever, the Muslims, whatever. They, they were in the north. So they were taking selfies, you know. Eight of them just taking selfies. Crack, crack, crack. Took selfies. Just about 30 minutes later, when they were on their way to go and chill, they all, they all died. They had an accident and not, not even one survived. All of them died. And the pictures that were added to their selfies that they took had their, they were in their dress so you can, their shoe. If you check the shoe, you realize that's the same shoe that she took. The picture with everything. Pepe, pepe, they are there lying down. They are, they are gone. They are gone just like that. If you are not born again, your life, can, anything can just happen to you. If you are born again, you don't know your rights. You don't know what, you, what belongs to you in a, as a child of God. Anything can still happen to you. Hallelujah. So you have to take your life seriously. There's a guy in charge. There's a guy in charge. He says, and you as he quickened who were dead in trespasses. This is Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1. He says, you as he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins. He says, he has made us alive. We are children of God now. He's made us alive. He says, we were dead in trespasses and in sins. Are you here? Then he goes on to say, we're in time past. You walked according to the course of this world. Let's read Amplified. Let's read Amplified. He says, in which at one time. Listen, he says, in which at one time you walked habitually. You were following the course and fashion of this world. You were under the sway of the tendency of this present age. Following the prince of the power of the air. Have you seen it? There's the prince of the power of the air. Who is that prince of the power of the air? Satan. Devil. He has so many names. Adversary. Serpent. Old, dra- old serpent. Dragon. Accuser of the brethren. Lucifer. The enemy. He ha- oh, he- this is one of his The prince of the power of the air. He's in charge of the air. Do you understand? Yeah. And he causes all the foolish things that happens to happen. If what breaks out, he causes it. He has it in, he is in charge of it. That's why everything is in a mess. He is in charge of it. So if you are living in this world and you don't take charge of your life, you'll be in charge of your life. He will dictate the pace of your life. He will afflict you with a certain sickness. You'll be shocked. Yeah, he will afflict you with a certain sickness. You don't know where it came from. We have small boys having UTI, urinary tract infections, and they pass catheter through their penis, and they can't be small boys. Is it true? You have to hold it and pass it through it for them, isn't it? Yeah, the doctors have seen things. 
They'll hold someone's penis and be passing tube inside. And the person will be shouting, ah, and they'll be passing it, isn't it? If you are not careful, if you don't take charge of your health, you start feeling some pain in your, in your, in your, in your urinary system, urinary tract, and then you say that, hey, it's paining me. What should I do? You are, you are, you are starting to act. Eh? Tell everybody, what should I do? It's paining me. It's paining me. It's paining me. It's, before you are like, you are sitting there and you are passing something through it, like this. And you are, you are crying. Hey! And when they pass it, it will not even stop. People are pooping through their, through their side. They are not pooping through the normal canal. They are pooping through the side. Because the anal whatever has developed cancer. There's anal cancer. So you are sitting on the potty. You do, and something is it's like something is choking you. Then you start announcing to people, hey, what should I do? It's paining me. This is what I'm pooping. You are announcing this is what I'm pooping. It's like it's paining me. It's not, saying, it's not speaking in tongues and saying, I curse you in Jesus' name. You are announcing this is what I'm pooping. It's paining me. Before I realize you have passed the tube here, whether you are 17 or 15 or 75, you have passed the tube here. And you are pooping, when you are pooping, you pooping here like this into, the, into a rubber. Then you seal it and go and throw it away. Yeah, there are people like that. Take charge of your life by faith. Yeah, I'm not going to allow my, my body to go into anything. I'm not going to allow my, my system to just fail. System failure. Yeah, people's system can fail. Can fail. Whether you are, listen, when you go under a tree, you see green leaves, you see, oh, you see brown leaves. It doesn't matter whether you are, brown leaves are older leaves. Green leaves are younger leaves. But when you go under the tree, you see green, you see brown. Is it true? Yeah. Have you been to, under any tree, mango tree or any other tree? We are in Africa. You've seen a tree before. So take charge of your life. Okay? Yeah. I said God is full of power, isn't it? God is full of power. But it's up to you. Go back to that, that, that woman in Luke chapter 8, verse 40. Let me read it to you. So I just showed it to you briefly. And it came to pass that when Jesus was returned, the people gladly received him, for they were all waiting for him. Hallelujah. They were all waiting for him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, he was solving their problems. Every single thing, you know, he was just solving their problems, and they were all waiting for him. Hallelujah. That is a beautiful word. And behold, there came a man named Jairus, and he was a ruler of the synagogue, and he fell down at Jesus' feet and besought him that he would come into his house. Why? This guy was a man of affluence. He was influential, but he came to Jesus for solutions because where he had gotten to, he couldn't solve it. Don't wait till you get to a point where you can't solve it. Okay? For he had, he had one only daughter, only, for he had one only daughter, or only one daughter, about 12 years of age. You see? Just 12 years. There are some people here who are 12. You are even younger than 12. She was just 12 years old, and she lay a dying. She was dying. What was causing her to die? Something had come, and she was dying. But as he went, the people thronged him. So Jesus decided to go. But as Jesus was going, the people were, you know, you know, you remember, he said that a lot of people were waiting for him, and they received him. You see? As he was going to Jairus' house, the people were pushing him. With one step, every step, yeah, he waits a little. Give way, give way, give way. He would take another step. Give way, give way, give way. He was just struggling in the crowd, you know? The Bible says, and a woman having an issue of blood 12 years, <laughs> which had spent all her living upon physicians, neither could be healed of any. Uh, keep, it, keep, keep it here. Are you seeing what, what I'm seeing? She has suffered an issue of blood. That means that she was bleeding. Every woman has a bleeding whatever in her mouth, isn't it? 
your menstrual cycle, you have a menstrual cycle. Every month something comes. Hallelujah. But this woman's womb was not stopping. It started coming 12 years ago. And when it comes, it doesn't stop. It still, it still flows. It will cut a little and flow. Cut a little and flow. Cut a little and flow. And she knew that there was a problem. So she had gone to all the doctors. That, she, that was the first. She went to people. You know, you can see a doctor, so you believe in a doctor, isn't it? But there's a bigger doctor than the one that you can see. So she, she attended to the, the physical one, you know. They should help me. And they chopped, the Bible says they chopped all her money. Which had spent all her living upon physicians. She spent all her money upon physicians. All her money. Someone said, I can solve it. Bring 60 million Ghana cities. Then she'll look for it. You know, poor people have money. You see it when they are sick. <laughs> when you tell them to give, they'll not give. You tell them, so, abaze. Men so, abaze. They will not so. Hallelujah. Neither could be healed of any. She could not be healed. Go to the next verse. She came behind him and touched the border of his garment. And immediately her issue of blood stanched. Go to the next verse. And Jesus said, who touched me? When all denied Peter and they that were with him said, Master, the multitude thronged thee and pressed thee. And says that who touched me? Jesus said, someone has touched me. Because this lady came in and came to touch Jesus' garment. And she got healed. And Peter was like, are you serious at all? Jesus, you know, Chucked and said that, who touched me? Jairus was very angry because, listen, my daughter is dying. We are going to kill my daughter. You are saying somebody has touched you. Jesus said, somebody has touched me for I perceive that virtue is gone out of me. Now, I said Jesus is full of power. Jesus is God, right? He's full of power, isn't it? All these people were there. He was moving amongst them. People were scabbing their bodies against his. And nothing was happening. But this woman came and came to touch Jesus. And Jesus stopped and said that power has gone out of me. Peter could not understand, so he was angry. You know, Peter was older than Jesus. So every time Peter would be, <laughs> would be talking, ah, why? 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 Why are you somewhere like that? Everybody is touching you. Why are you saying that someone has touched you? Jesus said that something has gone out of me. It is a touch of faith that causes power to be, to, to be received from God. You can touch physically, but nothing will happen. If you touch with the touch of faith, you receive power. Power will come. Because the guy is full of power and he's inside you. I see what I'm talking about. Look at the next verse. And when the woman saw that she was not hit, or she, the, right, the way Jesus was insisting that someone has touched him, she came. She came trembling and falling down before him. She declared unto him before all the people for what cause she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. Oh, there's a place where he explains it very well. I think the one, the one in Mark also. Mark chapter 5. Let's go to Mark chapter 5. There's another, the same story, but a, a little bit more detailed. I want you to see what the lady said, okay? Before I close. Mark chapter 5, from verse 31. And his disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and seest thou who touched me? Why are you saying that who, who, touched, who touched you? What do you mean by who touched you? <laughs> Hallelujah. And looked around about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman fearing and trembling, knowing that, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. Continue. 25. Okay, this is a good place to read from. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. If you miss what I'm going to say now, it would, it would be good if you hadn't come to church. And a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years and had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing better but grew worse, but rather grew worse. She was going worse. When she heard of Jesus, came in in the press and touched his garment. For she said, she what? For she said, What are you seeing? Hmm? I, I've been talking about this, isn't it? This faith. It's only faith that can get power coming. It's only faith that can make contact with God and get a release of power. It's a truth. You can have God. Which Christian does not have God sitting inside him? Every Christian has God sitting inside him. But Christians die on the road. They die with diseases. There are too many Christians who are poor. There are too many Christians whose minds are not working. The fact that God is in you is not enough. You have to say some things to yourself. You have to say what he's saying. That is the only way to get power. I'm telling you it works. I know. Listen, I know. I, there are some things that maybe I should give you some testimonies of myself. Those of you around me, you know. Yeah. It works. It works. She said to herself, If I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. If, now, are you serious? If I touch his clothes, I will be made whole. Ah. And that, it has never happened. It had never happened before. Prior to this particular experience, it had never happened. After this, people started touching Jesus' clothes. So Jesus went somewhere and took his clothes and gave it to them. And they touched everybody was getting healed. Because one person had done it. Their faith was not as strong as this woman's faith. This, nothing had happened like that before. But she decided, she said that, if I may, because she had heard of Jesus, she had heard of all the wonderful things that Jesus, that Jesus had been doing. She said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. Then she went ahead and did it. Go to the next verse. And straight away, the function of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. How? How? Doctors have done it. It's not working. How can you touch someone's clothes? And it will happen. Faith. And Jesus said that something has gone out of me. A power has gone out of me. He's inside. But until you touch him by faith, it won't happen. That's why the Bible says that God can do all things according to the power that is at work in you. It's according to the power that is at work in you. Hmm? In Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20, he mentioned, go to Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20. Oh, Hallelujah. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. He is able. He's what? Able. He's what? Able. He's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think. All that you can ask. What are you asking? What are you thinking? But he says he can do it according to his power that is at work in you. How do you cause that power to increase? By your faith. How do you make contact with that power? By your faith. What is faith? Faith is I don't see it. I don't feel it. I can't think far about it. But I believe it. Therefore, I'll speak and act along that line. In Jesus' name. 
and I receive my results. That's faith. You can let him pass by. Every day he'll be inside you. Nothing will be happening. Or you can decide. It's a choice. I said it's what? It's a choice. It's a choice. You decide. This is what I want. This is what I want. I want to do it by faith. I have not seen it. But I believe it. And I'll act along that line. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Prosperity is mine. Because he has said that I'm prosperous. I'll do all that he has called me to do because he has said that he will help me. He's helping me. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I'm strong. I'm healthy. I refuse to be sick. I refuse to die. No. I'll live and live and live. The Lord says he satisfied, he satisfies his beloved with long life. He satisfies his beloved. I'm the beloved of God. I'm accepted in the beloved. I'm accepted in the beloved. Because I'm accepted in the beloved, I'll live and live and live and live and not die. I'm not dying now. Yeah, I'm not dying now. I'm going to stay alive. I'm going to stay alive. Full of health. Full of strength. Full of prosperity. Full of joy. Full of vigor. And my life will influence others. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Yeah. I'm a blessing to others. I'll bless others with the word of God. I'm full of faith. Full of power. Full of vigor. In the name of the Lord Jesus. For he has said so that I may boldly say. He has said so that I may boldly say. What has the Lord said concerning you? He says you are the righteousness of God. You declare boldly, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I don't care what I'm seeing around me. That is what, that is what it means to be in the spirit. I don't care what is happening around me. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Devil, you have no place in my life. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. He says, you bless the work of my hands. Father, I don't have any work with, I'm doing with my hands. I want something to do with my hands so that you can bless me. That's what the Bible says. You bless the work of your hands. Abraham looked at, looked at a sheep. God blessed him along the lines of sheep. So if you're a child of God, you're not holding anything. You're not working. There's nothing happening. There's a problem. God, you bless the work of my hand. Where is the work? I don't have any. I don't have any. I need work. I need work. I have a job in Jesus' name. And you look, you look for the specific job you want. What job do you want? What job do you want? Look around. Look for the best. Including the ones you are not even qualified for. Anything is possible. When Moses stood at the Red Sea, nobody had divided any sea before. But Moses believed God. God told him, stretch forth your hands and divide the, the Red Sea. And he, how can you stretch your hand and divide the Red Sea? What kind of, what kind of science is that? It doesn't make sense. It's called a miracle. It doesn't have to make sense. How can someone touch someone's clothes and be healed when she has suffered that thing for 12 years? 12 long years. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't have to make sense. You have to decide that when I'm touched, I'll be fine. Yeah, when I'm touched, I'll be fine. Moses stretched his hands like that. And the rest he divided. It divided. And when he had crossed over, he stretched his hands again and the water came back and destroyed all the enemies. Elijah took his mantle, he took his coat and smote the Jordan and the Jordan parted. And he walked on dry land. What are you talking about? Anything is possible. With God, all things are possible. With God, all things are possible. All things are possible to them that believe. With God, all things are possible. And it's possible to all those who believe. What is believing? Believing is a verb. 
To believe is a verb. To believe means to act out your faith. Faith is a noun. Faith is a noun. So if you, if you say, I have faith. We know you have faith. Who doesn't have faith? Everybody has faith. If you are born again, you have faith. You have faith. The Bible says that God has dealt to every man according to the measure of faith. He has given unto us every, every single one of us has faith. Now, it is left with you to put your faith to work. Sow your faith. Put your faith to work. Let it do something. Yeah, let it do something. It has to do something. It has to produce results. I refuse to sit down and, and let things just be happening around me. I control things by my word, by the word of God that is in my mouth. The word of God in your mouth is the power of God. That is the power of God. Don't sit down quiet and just be looking into the sky and things are just happening. No! 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 I put my faith to work. That Red Sea will divide. That impossibility will become possible. In the name of the Lord Jesus. If a woman is able to give birth without a womb, what cannot happen for me? What can God do? What can God do? I don't have anything in my house. But I can get that contract. I can get that contract. I can get a big contract and change things. Yeah. I believe. I believe. I believe. I believe. I believe. I believe. I refuse to sit down. I saw nothing is happening. Make things just happen around. I take charge. I take charge. I make a choice. I take charge. I take charge. I take charge. I choose to go along this line. I choose to walk by faith. I choose to walk by faith. I choose to walk by faith. And not by sight. Not by the things that I can see. But the things that we can see are subject to change. They are all subject to change. They are subject to change. They are subject to change. They are subject to change. In the name of the Lord Jesus. While we look not. Are the things which are seen. For the things which are seen are temporal. But the things which are unseen are eternal. They are subject to change. They are subject to change. And they are subject to change. Your joblessness is subject to change. Your lack of money is subject to change. Your lack of health is subject to change. It will not remain like this forever. Not at all. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, we give you glory. We give you praise. It is subject to change. They are all subject to change. See with the eyes of God. See like Abraham saw. It is subject to change. That challenge, that problem that has been in the family, been with you for ages, for a long time, is subject to change. All those conditions are subject to change. That condition of sickness and disease is subject to change. It's subject to change. It's subject to change. I make contact now. I make contact now. I make contact now. It is subject to change. Hola ba 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 ba. Reda mando lololo. Hela da 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 da. It is subject to change. It will not remain like that. It will not remain like that. God bless you for listening. Keep listening to the word as Christ is made the center of your world. For prayer and counseling, call 024-563-8314 or send an email to info at christworldinc.com. God bless you.